how do you make holy water? You boil the hell out of it. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, it's Renata here. I am super excited for this video. The other day I was thinking uh, about how fluid or how difficult to define the concept of fluent is or fluency. So what is fluency to you? Who are the fluent speakers that you know? So I started coming up with things that I think are characteristics of fluent speakers, but not in an academic way, not in a way that you will find in books, definitions, generic definitions, but things that are more related to everyday life. So I came up with a list and I want to know what you guys think about it too. If you agree with my list, if you think it makes sense, if you think that there are other characteristics out there that also describe a fluent speaker. But anyway, I want to hear from you too. Number one, when you are a basic student, I guess it's really a lot for your brain to take in. So we get tired, you know, you speak for hours and hours and you're like, oh, I could use a break right now. And you really feel like taking a nap. When you start getting used to it, when you start getting fluent, I guess it doesn't require so much from your brain, so much energy when you're fluent, it comes out naturally you don't get tired anymore. Number two, you navigate between verb tenses without making mistakes and without even realizing it. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I know I said I would drop by, but I just couldn't make it. I wish I had gone. I wish I had met you. But you know what? I promise we'll hang out. We'll go out next weekend. We'll have loads of fun, just like we used to when we were younger, college years. Number three, you make very few mistakes. It doesn't mean you never make mistakes, you do. And when we think about it, when I think about it, in Portuguese, when we're speaking, uh, it's very common for your brain to work faster than your lips do. So you start thinking about the next thing you're gonna say and you don't even realize how you started a sentence. It's not rare for you to watch a celebrity or a native speaker or whoever saying something like, yeah, I have been to Japan 20 years ago. He knows he's not supposed to say, I have been to Japan 20 years ago. But as he was thinking about it, he said it. So it's very logical and very natural for someone to construct a sentence and say something like that, even though they have control over their speech and they know what they're doing. It would be the same as doing something like this in Portuguese. Daí eu cheguei na minha festa surpresa, estavam todo mundo lá. It's wrong, estavam todo mundo. But it's just the way it came out. You are speaking your native language and then all of a sudden you just can't remember a word in your native language, but you remember it in English. Tem que consertar aquele negócio do... Como é que chama, gente? Que trem da, da porta? É que trem de abrir assim, ó. Doorknob. Como é que fala? Em português? Que segura assim? Ah, é. Maçaneta. Isso. Estranho. Number five. The opposite is also true. When you are fluent, you know that there is a word in English or a structure that you can't literally translate to your native language and you just wish you could. For me, the word overwhelming is so beautiful and I like the meaning and I just can't find the exact parallel or synonym in Portuguese. An expression like you betcha. Hey, are we going out this weekend? You betcha. Causative form as a structure. Oh, don't worry, I'll have the email sent. I'll have the product delivered. I'll have it done. I'll have someone do it for you. It's so cool, so practical, so pragmatic. I don't know if it's because I'm a Taurus, but I am practical, so I love it. Number six, you know how to ask questions properly. You don't get confused when it comes to inverting subject, verb, verb to be, modal verb, and your questions are 
beautifully constructed. I will be talking about this topic soon because it is something for me that makes a huge difference in being intermediate, being okay, and being really fluent, having a clean, beautiful, correct speech. You are yourself. You feel like you are yourself when you speak English. You don't feel like you are shy, you are closed up like an oyster, you don't feel like you don't show who you truly are. You feel comfortable in your own skin. And that is something that a lot of people come to me and say, that they are uncomfortable, they get different when they are speaking English. So the idea is, you feel absolutely 100% yourself, whether it is socially or professionally. Number eight, you can tell jokes, you're funny, you're bilingually funny, yeah. Uh -huh. Humor is intrinsically connected with language and of course, culture. So, if you study a culture long enough, you will need to read books, listen to music, watch movies, watch videos, and that gets you trained into the kind of humor that is funny, that makes sense to them. So you get to know the, the language through the eyes of humor too. And also, the more you know, the more you control what you say and how you say it, the funnier you can be. Do you know what a dad joke is? A dad joke is like a short joke, usually containing ambiguous meanings, two meanings for the same word or expression, like ha ha, ha ha. So here's a dad joke, let's see if you get it. So, how do you make holy water? You boil the hell out of it. Mm -hmm. Whether it was a good or a bad joke, the point is, if you got it, it's because you know the meaning of the expression, the hell out of something, boil, holy, and the whole thing. You change and choose your vocabulary depending on where you are. For me, English is like wearing clothes. You don't wear a suit to the beach and you don't wear a swimsuit to the office. When you're fluent, you know how to approach a friend, how to talk to a clerk, a salesman, a more objective conversation, more professional, formal, informal, funny, not funny. So changing your vocabulary according to the situation is something that fluent speakers can do. And more than that, fluent speakers can also describe things in details. The storytelling of a fluent speaker is richer. People want to listen to you because you describe things better, they can understand you better, they can visualize the story. Let me show you how. Last night I was very tired, so I got home and I drank a beer to relax. Oh man, last night I was beat, I was run down, jeez. As soon as I stepped into my apartment, the first thing I did was run into the kitchen and grab the coldest beer I could find because I really needed to chill a bit. So the second version, you can actually visualize the scene. It's much richer in detail, emotion, expressions, idioms. So it's cooler, it's better to listen to. Number 11, your grammar is not basic. You can use sophisticated grammar and you don't hold back. You don't choose the easy because you need to be in your comfort zone because you are insecure about using it. So if you are in your comfort zone, maybe it's time to get a little nudge, a little push and use more advanced structures and vocabulary. As you can see, the sun has gone down. Now I am all lights. I just hope that I'm not too bright. Number 12, you can understand movies. How cliche, isn't it? But I had to mention it. You can understand movies, songs, people in the streets, people talking to you on the phone. Yeah, you can understand. Your listening is great. Number 13. People are actually surprised by the quality of your English. 
So they complement your English. They ask you if you've lived abroad. Where did you learn English? How long did you study? How long have you been studying? Wow, your English is great. Number fourteen. You are fluent in English when your listening skills, your speaking skills, and your writing skills don't differ much from one another. So if you have great writing skills but your speaking skills are not so good. You need to change that. This one is really cool. Number fifteen. Your spelling is so good that when you hear a new word or something you've never heard before, you can guess the spelling. So you can go to a dictionary or go online and try to look up the word because you can guess the spelling of things. You have a very, very connected actually notion of audio input and writing. You don't need to read the word to know how to spell it. It's really cool. At first, we feel a little discombobulated, but then we can look it up in the dictionary. By the way, how do you spell discombobulated?、Uh, that's how to do it. Number sixteen. You dream in English. You think in English. When you're walking down the streets, on your way to work, with yourself, thinking in English doesn't mean you're fluent, but it's actually great exercise. You should really give it a try. Number seventeen. When you are fluent, even if you stumble and you can't find a word, you know how to go around, how to find a bypass and reach the point that you want. If you do that too often, simplifying your language, that means you don't have so much control over it. So you have to be careful not to do it. Example: English is a very objective language with a lot of words. So there is a verb. That describes meeting someone by chance. So if you never say I ran into someone, I ran into my friend, I ran into my boss, and you're always saying I met him at the supermarket by accident all the time, that means that you don't have the vocabulary. But in general, you can do it when you're fluent. You can just go around and find another way if you are a little confused. Honey, if you're still here with me, come on, like the video, leave a comment, subscribe to the channel. Because that means I'm at least entertaining you a little bit, right? Yeah. Number nineteen. When your pronunciation stops being a wall, stops polluting your communication, and your message is conveyed. Many people have an accent, but having an accent or not pronouncing every single word like a native speaker doesn't mean you will have a bad communication. No. So when the way you're saying it is not a barrier anymore, it's not in the way of the flow of the communication. Excellent. You are a fluent speaker when you have a conversation with someone, you watch a video, or you read something online, and you want to share it with your friends, but then you don't know if you read it in Portuguese or in English. You just remember what it's about. On the same note, number twenty, you switch from one language to the other without realizing it. Maybe you were speaking Portuguese, and your friend starts talking to you in English, and you respond in English, and you don't even realize that that's going on. Number twenty-one, you are fluent in English when you can actually fight in English. Yes, you are angry, pissed off, frustrated, but you can still do it. You can say what you want to say. You can say what you're thinking. Maybe even too much. Maybe you wish you hadn't said all those things. Sometimes we do regret saying too much, but you can, you can do it. You can say it. You can express yourself. But please don't fight. When you know slang and also curse words, uh huh, curse words are part of a language, and you update yourself through the internet, memes. Every day there's a new meme now. Twenty-three, twenty-three is really cool. Twenty-three is when you know the curse words and they start actually offending you. 
Because when you're a basic student, it doesn't hurt you when people say sh**. You know, it just, it's okay. It doesn't feel like a curse word. But when you become a fluent speaker, you get the weight of that word in that situation. So if someone curses next to you, somewhere inappropriate, you will go, ooh. Number 24, when you stop using the Portuguese way, the Brazilian way of saying things, and your English is natural, just like a native. You are aware of the things that make your English unnatural, you don't use them anymore, and you substitute them for the idiomatic way of speaking. Number 25, or the penultimate. Yes, that's a word. You don't translate in your head to think. MC and I agree 100% on learning English without translations. We think that Portuguese will actually be a barrier. If you have to think in Portuguese, process what you want to say, translate to English in your head and then say it. The person in front of you is gonna have to wait 10 minutes to finish a simple dialogue. So, the Portuguese blocks you. You cannot be fluent if you're still translating in your head. And it was interesting because one of the first comments that we got here was actually about someone asking us to help friends who, who struggle with that. Friends who have a hard time speaking because they're always translating in their heads and they just don't say what they want to say. So being fluent means you just... Before I give you the last one, I'm gonna ask you one more time to like the video, subscribe to the channel if you are on YouTube. If you're on Instagram, follow us, like it, save it, share it. It's just a few clicks away and it helps us a lot. Number 26 was actually something I added a few days ago because I've been watching three series on Netflix. I've been watching, actually I finished already. I kind of binge watched them. Afterlife, Sex Education and Next in Fashion and there are three series that are British. All the actors or the hosts are British people and then I started like in my head picking up that accent that they have that I just think is so beautiful, so elegant. You get very open, susceptible, like a little sponge and your ears are open to different accents and you know them and you recognize them and you may even absorb one thing or another if you want, if you work on it or even naturally. Thank you so very much, I appreciate it. Now I want to know what you guys have to say. If you are a fluent speaker, do you agree with me? Are there other characteristics that you see, other things that you can do with your superpower? And if you want to be a fluent speaker, what do you want to be able to do? that you see people doing and you really, really wish you could do that one day. So stick around, we have a lot of content to take your English to the next level, to get out of that okay intermediate English and really reach fluency, advanced English, correct English, clean, crisp and clear English that will really help you reach all your goals, professional or personal. I will see you guys on the next video. Thank you so much for watching. Bye.